Welcome, Divine Expander, to The Riley June Show. As your host, I am dedicated to helping you unlock your soul's gifts, consciousness, and live a life of true divine expansion. As a psychic medium, spiritual mentor, and conscious healer, I have learned through self-practice and activating thousands of women with my work what it's like to truly harness and embody your soul's gifts. If you're looking for self-mastery, life purpose, and the confidence to live life aligned, you've come to the right place. Now let's dive in and lean into your soul's truth in all ways. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another session today. I'm so excited for this one to come to light because I have gone through and witnessed probably one of the greatest awakenings in my own personal experience, but also in someone else in real time. And I wanted to share this with you, not to change your mind on where your belief system lies, but instead to present to you an option and an opportunity to really see where you're also allowing yourself to fall short on how far you're willing to go when it comes to extending your beliefs, not only in a higher power, but also within yourself. So let's get into this one. I'm starting to feel like this, I had like a list written out of what we're going to talk about today. And as I start to get into this, Jesus is like, no, let me take the wheel. (laughs) So we're going to talk a bit about Jesus today, but I'm also going to talk to you about your awakening experience as well. And before we dive in, I really just wanted to take a moment to share, um, a summarized version of what got me to this point and how it really triggered this next level of my awakening. And when we go through awakening experiences, we can go through them unconsciously. And so for me, what really started the catalyst in my life, so if you're new to listening to the show, new to me and my story, I want to share some of it with you for a moment here to just give you some insight of truly what got me to the point in which I'm at today. So in 2015, I met my husband, and obviously we weren't married, (laughs) but I met him. He had been in a previous marriage, and he had spent about a year out of that, and we had reconnected through a dating app. And shortly after us connecting, my aunt, who was really the catalyst to this entire journey, fell um, ill with cancer and she ended up passing away a couple months into our new relationship. And Phil was so wonderful in how he was able to hold space for me and to consolidate me and to give me space when I was in grief and pushing him away and angry and all those things. And even in that experience, I had no idea what I was doing. I was on automatic, like, um, autopilot there we go and I was just you know going through the motions of it and grief and loss and anger and those experiences can absolutely trigger that you can go into the state where you don't recognize your life anymore especially when it comes to losing someone or something very profound in your life and so for me it was my aunt 
And what I decided after her passing was that I always knew that if one person could do something, anyone could. It just took time and attention and effort. And I always knew about mediums. I'd heard about them. Teresa Caputo came out on TV in 2011 and was like, hey guys, I'm a medium. <laughs> and I remember saying to myself back then, if I could do anything in the world, it would be that. How freaking cool to be able to just share with people that their loved ones exist and, you know, give them hope and, and let them know that they're not crazy for these things that they're thinking and experiencing. And little did I know that that Teresa Caputo going on TV saying I'm a medium would be such a big catalyst. So even then, this idea was planted, this experience burned through my heart and I did nothing with it. At that point, I would have been maybe, uh, I don't know, 15, 14 or 15. Anyways, so then my aunt passes and Phil comes into my life at the perfect divine time and I pushed him away and I at one point ended our relationship because I couldn't even handle or manage what I was going through and I didn't feel like it was right for him to be a part of it and I was also in a bunch of denial of things that were coming to the surface and having no idea how to consciously process it. And in that experience, she passed in September of 2015, and by December of 2015, we had rekindled our relationship, I'd even say more like mid-November, rekindled our relationship, and I decided in that moment that I was done. I decided. I was done. I'm not grieving anymore. This is it. I'm over this. Moving on with my life. Hey, Phil, I'm sorry. Let's work this out. And so I moved out to, the, to an acreage, our first acreage that we just moved away from, actually, which is really cool. And then in 2016, Phil fell really ill, and he found out that he had congenital heart failure and was in such a dire position that he needed immediate surgery, and it ended up getting drawn out for about six months because his case was getting lost, and people were getting fired and hired and he just kept falling through the system and then there came a point where finally because his mom is a nurse and has access to a lot of these specialists um, was able to get him in and scheduled for a surgery in about July and it went great and it went fine you know considering <laughs> and within a few months from that he ended up having a stroke we found out we were pregnant with our son who is now four and by December, less than a month before I was about to deliver our son, he ended up go getting rushed in for an emergency surgery because he had an infection from what we speculate to be malpractice from his stroke experience. Um, but, you know, like, good luck taking the hospital on with that. You sign, you basically sign away your liability waiver when you go through any form of treatment, which it is what it is, you know? Uh, free healthcare. <laughs> But he ended up going in for a second heart surgery. Our son was born in January. And through all of this, I was hardly like operating consciously. It was like one thing after another, defense mechanism, get by, attitude of gratitude. You know, if I just keep smiling and tell everyone I'm okay, it's going to be fine. And in this time, I really had a lot of friends fall away. We really figured out who our support systems were for the most part. And to know, um, I hold no resentment to those people who 
couldn't deal with it or didn't know how to help me or, you know, just ended up becoming silent in my life because we all go on a journey and it really taught me more about my own strength and, and courageousness and resilience having this experience of essentially going through it alone. Now we had both of our parents who were very supportive through all of this because we were dead broke. I couldn't work because Phil couldn't be alone. Um, by himself let alone be alone to take care of a baby because he couldn't carry more than five pounds and he was sleeping constantly in recovery it takes relatively six to twelve months once you go through one open heart surgery let alone two to recover and a stroke so we didn't have any form of income and at the, that time he was getting benefits which was about three thousand dollars a month that was basically just paying for our rent and our insurance and that was and groceries and so our parents stepped in thankfully and really helped us out a lot and I never thought that around 25 to this carried on for about almost about a year and a half from about 25 to 26 I never realized how dependent I would become on my parents or other people, especially for money. I'd always been someone who worked three jobs, went to school full-time and still worked two jobs and was very self-sufficient, moved out at 17, took care of myself, never expected anyone of anything or anything of anyone. And so for me, having to really check my beliefs at the door and, and my ego at the door and to allow and accept help and to do it willingly without a developing sense of shame or guilt or resentment for myself on top of it needing this help was really impactful for me because when it came to the point, which I'll share more about in a moment, when I stepped out into the world to say, hey guys, I'm a medium, I didn't have the mind drama like I thought I would because I had already gone through this process unconsciously. I had no idea about personal development, spiritual development, what I do today at this point in my life. And it wasn't until about when my son was about six months old when Phil went through a third and then uh, 16 hours later a fourth open heart surgery because there was a hole on the other side of his heart from where they had originally operated. Um that ended up blowing open and it was a super traumatic experience and it was around that point where I realized that I can't continue to put myself on the back burner like my responsibility and priority in this is to make sure my son is taken care of and loved and fed and Phil is taken care of and healing and fed and I I also get to be a priority in this and that didn't leave me with a whole lot of time when I'm literally taking on everything all day with everybody else but I had this willingness where if it was at least a couple hours a week whether this was 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock at night or first thing in the morning, that that was in fact important to me. And I had heard a lot about personal development, so I started to listen to podcasts and find people's stories of where they had gone through traumatic experiences and it helped them to connect to this higher good, this higher purpose, this higher plan. And I thought, oh man, like I should probably, you know, it might be a good idea for me to start going through some of this healing around this depression that I'm suppressing around my aunt passing and from a couple hours a week of listening to podcasts and having this attitude of gratitude and essentially emotionally and spiritually bypassing which I now know is what I was doing at the time it led me to be able to manifest the opportunity to take a course to become a certified psychic medium 
I had heard about it last minute. It was like literally four hours to the time where the applications were closing for the scholarship where I had just like in the blink of an eye, like light bulb moment, ding. Okay, we gotta go apply. So I made a video, it was 15 minutes long. And in this video, I talked about how this experience was so much bigger than me. And I couldn't really understand or conceptualize why I needed to do this so deeply, other than that I knew that this was gonna be healing for me when it came to connecting to my aunt but that this was something so much greater, so much grander. And in this moment, it wouldn't be able to be revealed to me, but down the line in the future in pursuing this, whatever this was supposed to be, that I would be able to impact the world in a bigger and more brighter way. And this is what I said in my interview. And even going into that, I was like, there's no way I'm offering readings. There's no way I'm doing this outside of myself. Like, I'm just going to um, take the course, learn how to connect for myself, and that's it. And at this point, I had isolated myself from basically everyone I knew, even to a degree my own parents. And so nobody really knew who I was anymore, where I was at, you know, for about a year of that time of having this baby. And then my son also had open, uh, heart surgery at four months old because he had um, uh, narrowing of his aortic artery. And so like there was a lot, a lot of stuff. So looking back and emotionally and spiritually bypassing makes sense because I was in this state of survivalism just trying to get through whatever the hell it was that I was going through and finding a couple hours a week made sense to me but I equally knew the importance without knowing the importance of that priority. And so if you're going through something right now, don't make it this first thing that you need to focus on now, 15 hour an hour a day, 15 minutes a day, an hour a day, but like really spreading things out through the week. This is what I teach in the Ascension program because with wherever you're at in your development or your journey, it is really important for you to give yourself the time and the space to not only to move through what you're experiencing and your connection, but also for integration. Because once I took that course and started to you know, recognize how truly gifted I was and realize that this wasn't just me, but it then triggered this experience of how the heck do people not know about this? Like it, I was never a child who spoke to the spirits in the closet or anything like that. And I realized that having been someone who went through this now recognizing it was an awakening that led me to this experience in this course and this training, and this attitude of gratitude to try and get by through the mud and the you know trenches that I was going through at the time, that everybody could do this. And not only can they do this, but they should do this. Because this was now probably towards the end of, no, the beginning of 2018, where I finally had words to conceptualize what I was going through, why I was pursuing this, what I was persisting, what I was resisting. And I realized that my journey wasn't just starting in 2018 with this course. I realized it started in 2015. And that showing up and posting positive messages like, you know, today's a great day to smile just because you're alive was not only helpful for me, but I was also helping people in the interim because I had people who would comment and even just at the time, friends and family were like, wow, I really needed to read this today. And I'm like, man, if I can show up and this is going to help me and, you know, just by sharing this meme that I found on Facebook is going to help somebody else, then 
I'm here for it. If I can help one person every day going through what I'm going through and not requiring me to put out a lot of effort, then that's amazing. I'm going to do it. I'm on Facebook anyways. And then in 2018, realizing, you know, I was just granted this opportunity in not only realizing how truly gifted and connected I am, but also to be able to establish and build a business. And I would be honestly stupid not to try because what do I have to lose at this point? We don't have any income. We're relying on our parents for money and support. Phil is not going to be able to go back to work and if he does, it's going to be very short term until something inevitably does happen because he cannot physically work with his heart condition. And I need to be home 24-7 because our kids depend on it and Phil can't be essentially left alone. And even now to this day, there's still remnants of that that are in me knowing that he can't necessarily be left alone. He's a lot better now. But there are still times where things happen with his heart that, God forbid, he was alone by himself. Um, and he hates his phone. He's never on his phone, which is why he's never in social media <laughs> with me, that he wouldn't have it on him, right? And so I don't live in the fear of what if that happens every day. But I really did lead with that in the beginning, the fear of that, because I recognize the importance of what I was deciding and what I was choosing to do. So all of a sudden, one day I went on the internet and said, hey guys, super crazy thing that I've been doing over these last few months is learning how to read Oracle cards. <laughs> do you want one? Comment below. And at that point, this was free and I would type out everything that was in the book and people were coming back to me saying this card resonated. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you. And I thought after doing that for a few months, well, I'll start my own Facebook page because I feel a lot of resistance from the people in my life who essentially have no idea where I've been for the last two years, and I don't need to be subjected to that. And through continued podcasts and continuously now putting myself out there on my own Facebook page and getting comfortable with going live and charging $25 to $35 for a reading emailed and live, like on the phone that okay, well, with negative $250 in my bank, you know, if I can make at least that or, you know, double 500 bucks, like, that's amazing. That's groceries. That's paying a couple bills. And so quickly, referrals poured in and people, you know, were celebrating that I was doing this. Strangers, strangers, by the way, were celebrating I was doing this. And I realized, well, why am I waiting for, you know, people in my life who are friends or family to support me or to validate me or to celebrate me when, they're not, you know, I know behind my back through word of mouth that they're actually talking negatively about me. So I'm not going to continue to put my focus in there. And it was just this mindset that I had continued to develop over these experiences that really pushed me into ignoring what people were saying negatively about me and pursuing and doing something that was challenging and elevating and positive and worth celebrating to the point where I started making upwards of a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month and I was like holy shit like babe I can cover our rent this month and even he's like what do you mean you can cover our rent and I was like you know when I'm up all night like building a website or doing these card readings like this is what is paying for it. And he's like, oh, wow. Well, like, great, amazing. Thank you. And at this point, he had just started going back to work, um, opening his own landscaping company, which 
a man with a heart condition opening a landscaping company is just ludicrous. So even then, that fear that fueled me to create something that allowed him to not have to do that long term because I would watch him come home and the ramifications of his tiredness and his overwhelm and mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted. Plus, he's also not decompressing his trauma from his experience. He's going right into work. He's going into hard work, hard labor, because that's what he knows to do and that's what's supportive. And he just had to lay out for two years on a bed dying and now he can go and do something that provides because he's feeling guilty and shameful and resentment for having me take care of him this whole time and so I'm manifesting and creating all of this in a sense of chaos really Phil's avoiding dealing with his healing I'm avoiding dealing with the fear that I'm facing but I'm pursuing anyways I'm doing this anyways I'm putting myself out there anyways and in that point, I think I got uh, at about six to eight months of doing this online, starting in about March of 2018, I think I had one negative review and it was, I just wasn't able to connect to the spirit at that point. Um, and who, I don't know why, I just likely couldn't connect to them, but also realizing how much I'm also dealing with in my personal life, trying to connect to spirit the fact that I only had one negative review at this point and even understanding that that negative review had more to do with the fact that the spirit this person was trying to connect with had murdered her brother and murdered her mother and committed suicide and was abusive. So for me, I'm glad to take on that negative review because I wouldn't want to even connect with that energy anyways. So... I'm continuing to press forward and I'm starting to really work on my own inner healing. I'm really making my self-commitments and practices more relevant and of a priority. And I'm finding that as I'm doing that, I'm growing and I'm growing and referrals are coming in and I'm booking more clients and I'm trying to balance being a mom to uh, a baby. And then at the time, our she's turning 10 this year, so should have been six or seven, um, stepdaughter and my daughter, (laughs) um, because Phil has a daughter from a previous marriage, but, uh, so cool. So freaking cool. Our, our dynamic. I might talk about that another time. So I'm trying to navigate all these experiences and, you know, considering I'd say I'm doing pretty damn well (laughs) and Phil's coming home, you know, throughout the week and I'm making a few extra hundred dollars and we're not having to ask for money and he's starting to like right away as soon as he started this company which is so unusual he got this dream contract where he was getting work every day all the time and it was paying really well so we're now able to start paying off more of our debt and we're not asking needing to ask for money But we're also like really behind on vehicle payments to then after like trying to chug away for about 10 months of now playing catch up with them, we ended up getting both of our vehicles repossessed. I had, we had another car already and Phil ended up purchasing um, with my dad's help and his business money that he was bringing in a fully paid out truck so we didn't have to deal with payments. So it's not like we were all of a sudden put out of vehicles. We just, you know, we're trying to keep these ones that at one point in our life we had created enough success to be able to purchase them and we had to let go of them. And what was so amazing about it was it was the most freeing experience 
There was no guilt. There was no shame. There was no resentment around this. And it was like, <sighs> okay, one less thing to worry about. Thank you, God. <laughs> and so this is now about middle of 2019. And this was the year where I really said, okay, babe, like I'm going to try and do this full time as much as I can. I understand my priority during the day is taking care of Philip and Charlotte when we have her. And we also found out that uh, about end of 2018 that I was also pregnant with now we have our daughter Clara. So in the middle of 2019, she was born. And that's when my second negative review came in. I had, I was, I don't know, seven months pregnant. And if you're pregnant, your connection is so vast. Oh my goodness. It is, it just awakens something so much bigger within you. And so I was doing readings left, right, and center because it was so easy because you have two chakra systems. You have your baby's developing chakra system and yours. So your heightened sense of awareness already being and developing and working on my own intuitive abilities was out of this world. And I remember this day specifically because there was just so much happening. Phil was super late. I had already bumped this session by two hours and I didn't want to disappoint them and I didn't want to reschedule them again. And so, oh, this session was also rescheduled. And then I had also on the day of the rescheduled session, bumped it two more hours so that I could accommodate waiting for Phil to get home to take care of the kids. So my energy was all over the place. And so naturally a lot of these experiences through my pregnancy with Clara also taught me the relevance and the importance of ethical practice, reading energy and self boundaries. Like I would rather at this point refund someone because I've had to reschedule a couple times because it's just not pounding out than to continue to feel guilt and shame and worry about what they're going to think and, you know, missing out on that whatever amount of money I was charging at the time. Because it's more important for me to be in a clear energy for the benefit of the client than it is for me to be in guilt and shame and worrying about how much money is in my bank account. Every time, I don't care if I have to borrow the money, which thankfully is not the experience anymore, but at the time, I'd rather borrow the money and refund someone if I had already spent it than to worry about, oh, like I gotta do this reading. So I was like, like I connected, the connection wasn't terrible, but I definitely didn't, do as well as I know that I can do and a lot of that had to do with a lot of confusion and chaos that I was managing my life and that's not an excuse more so that's just letting you know that whatever you pursue in your life you're gonna have things that you need to deal with in yourself before you go and deal with outside of you and if you don't take that as a priority you're not going to be able to show up and do whatever you need to do with your cup full and it's just going to affect whatever experience you're having, whether you go into it angry or resentful or chaotic or overwhelming, and then you're anxious and whatever the case may be, right? Which is what I ended up approaching this reading with. And so I continue to press on. And at the beginning of 2020, um, no, at the end of 2019, so we had our daughter, Phil's like really starting to see a decline in his health now doing this landscaping job. He ends up having another heart attack and by about November I was bringing in anywhere from 5 to 8k a month and I said babe I need you full time. I don't know how we're going to make this work but you can't continue to do what you're doing anymore because you will die. And that was a really big moment for him because 
he finally was able to have the opportunity to have the release, to not have to worry about showing up at this job that was literally killing him to the point of him having a heart attack and waking up a couple hours later face down in the mud, right? Like, what? (laughs) But that's what happens when we avoid our healing, when we avoid our trauma. It piles up on us to whether you have a heart condition or not, something happens inevitably because you're so emotionally, spiritually, energetically, physically drained and exhausted that you literally cannot go forward. And that's what happened to him. And I said, I'm bringing in enough money where if you're home full time, I know without a doubt I can double this. And he still ignored it. Okay, so he still ignored it. And a week later, he ended up, so he needed a skid steer, a bobcat, Um, to operate his work and a week later he ended up getting pulled over and came to find out that the bobcat he was using which we purchased like rightfully so (laughs) um, and had insured like our insurance company insured it he ended up getting pulled over and finding out that that bobcat the VIN number however they run it had been stolen and so we had unknowingly purchased a stolen machine and all they did was confiscate the machine they didn't press charges on Phil he didn't get arrested he didn't even get a ticket because we like we literally had this insured and if it I I mean I believe the cops since they ran the plate but or the VIN number but if it was stolen it shouldn't have been able to be insured and somehow by god's grace it was insured enough for phil to be able to do what he did for almost two full years straight which is another miracle in of itself and so let alone him waking up from his heart attack let alone him surviving his third and fourth open heart surgery let alone our son living you know 4 months past what he should have essentially died a few hours after birth because of his defect. So like we have experienced so many miracles and to like chop it off because it doesn't end there and I know I'm missing other ones. Clara flatlined and died in my arms 2 hours after birth because of malpractice with the nurses again. They gave me um fentanyl as a painkiller, which is they normally give you. Um less than 10 minutes before I pushed her out. They wouldn't listen to me. They gave it to me anyways. I took one shot of morphine like a couple um, hours after I started to like really go into labor and I didn't, I never took an epidural for either of my pregnancies. I just like went through it, dealt with it. It is motherfucking painful. Oh my lanta. Like you can't even conceptualize the pain you go through in childbirth, especially without drugs, with like until you're in it and even then your body's in such shock you don't even realize how much pain you're in so it's kind of almost euphoric in the sense but it like still hurts oh my god anyways so that happened and she was resuscitated so it's like all these miracles have transpired in my life from personal development finding a connection opening up my business taking a leap of faith putting myself out there moving through ridicule and judgment and Let me tell you, I know the people from my past were absolutely making fun of me. And that's the thing is I never really cared about what people thought of me. So it made it a lot easier for me to do what I did and put myself out there in the manner that I did because I had gone from essentially falling off the planet for two years to all of a sudden being like, hey guys, by the way, I'm a medium. (laughs) They're like, excuse me, what did she say? (laughs) So like it wasn't received lightly by any means, but 
here we are continuing to press forward where that point in which I decided I'm going to go for this and try it out to two years later being able to literally retire my husband and forcefully by the grace of God, he says, Phil, you can't work anymore. I'm taking your equipment away. And so the cop literally just confiscated the equipment. And we're like, oh man, like we had no idea. We, gen we gen genuinely had no idea. And then he's like, okay, babe, I guess I'm home full time. And even that wasn't easy for him because he's been so used to being this man who works hard all the time, long hours, out of town for money to support his family. And now he's finding that he's got nothing but time which means that he's going to be inevitably faced with dealing with his trauma, dealing with his pain, dealing with his suffering. And he took up smoking weed to help cope with this. And I have no problem with that. Like if that's what helps you and it's not going to cost us thousands of dollars like your medication is because we're equally paying for that out of pocket, like by all means, please smoke. <laughs> please smoke. If that's what's going to help you sleep at night and is going to essentially benefit your health in a form, like please do that. And so... I'm now in my business full time and 2020 I decided I'm going to hire the coach. I'm going to take this seriously. I literally used um, uh, a payment like I took what we were supposed to put to rent and I put it towards a coach and within a couple weeks I made that money back so we were thankfully able to pay our rent but I had no idea how that was going to happen. I just was like I need to do this. I need to do this properly if this is going to be successful and then, you know, COVID hit and I was so grateful that I had two years prior taken the leap, put myself out there, worried less about other people's judgment and really just focused on myself and my family. And it allowed me to also be in the most opportune and perfect industry to help people who are now faced with dealing with now having the time, just like Phil had the time to now deal and process and manage and avoid and also recognize he couldn't avoid it any longer, his own suffering, his own pain, his own trauma. And from helping him and doing my own work and having the business that I had already established, it was divine, miraculous timing. And my business blew up. I was making 10 I am making 10 to 15K months and I'm supporting people and he's home full time. We are not reliant on these contracts that were halted once COVID hit that would have put him out of business anyways. So a few months before COVID happened, the universe said, you know, Phil, you're going home full time now, five months prior, and you're going to start figuring out this world that you guys are going to work together with within. And so at this point, now I realize I'm going through my own awakening because I'm going to need to be clearer on my vision, where I'm going, my direction, what we're paying off, our financial circumstances and situations. And I went through another awakening, but this time consciously because I'm, an intuit because I'm intuitive and I work with my gifts and I understand my gifts and I understand my energy more. And I start to go down the rabbit holes of figuring out all the things that are actually in fact happening in this world instead of being aloof to oh this is a beautiful life with these beautiful things and these beautiful gifts and I'm so happy <laughs> and I started to go down all these rabbit holes of the Hillary Clinton and the BLM organization that's just a absolute false flag and you know this manipulation of COVID and the rollout of what's inevitably going to you know try to come to our society with the passports and the communism and 
so at, in about April to July of 2020, I already figured out everything that's already happened. And if you go back to some of my previous episodes about, you know, the year of 2021, or even some of them from September to November, I had already predicted a lot of the things that came out. And not only because I was able to predict them into the future, but also because realistically, when you actually take the time to look into the opposite side of the narrative that's being spun in our collective society, you can see how that's going to just inevitably be the rollout regardless because of a greater plan. And that greater plan is not just about instilling darkness on the people, though that's one form that keeps you trapped in the matrix, but also the greater plan of the enlightenment of the world, of how you need to go through trauma to wake you up to a greater purpose. Because without trauma, you have no reference point of why you even want to do something bigger or greater. I needed to go through the loss of my aunt and Phil's experiences and my son and my daughter to be willing to say, you know, fuck what these people are going to think about me. I'm going to do this for myself because I get to. And why am I holding myself up because of somebody else's own narrative? That doesn't even make sense to me. And it allowed me to be in this position where I'm at today, where I'm helping people, thousands of women across the world to awaken into their own gifts who are coming to me because of their awakening experience or their trauma and them wanting to navigate and learn how to have a greater life and and connect to their soul mission because they know they're here for a greater purpose. And, you know, it comes to this point where you can either choose to stick your head in the sand, which equally isn't wrong, or You can just decide that you're worth it enough to lean into what you're experiencing to figure out why and how and what else is different or what else could be different. And it really just boils down to that. And then we get in our minds that, oh, this person's going to judge me and this person's going to think this of me and what is my own spouse going to think of me or my family or my coworkers and who am I to do this? And it's like, man, who are you not to do this? What their judgment shows you is that there's things that they're blindly not dealing with either within themselves. So how amazing for you to go through what you want to and be that light and be that trigger and hopefully either by association or by you holding them accountable, them needing to then figure themselves out. Like that sounds so much more powerful, impactful and relevant to me than worrying about what other people are going to think every time, all the time, any day do it. Even with the, I'm in grief, I'm in trauma, I'm in anger, I'm in sadness, I'm in anxiety. I was figuring out how to do all of this from a state of absolute petrified fear, thinking my husband's going to die and manifesting in the middle of absolute chaos. But through continued self-practice and growth and continuing to show up for myself and my family in the world, it led me to the position I'm in today where I'm truly, honestly, so blissed out in my life and challenges arise and anxiety comes up with that, but I'm not focused on so much the negative. I'll feel the feelings that I'm feeling, the anger, the overwhelm or whatever, but I'm not doing it from a place of like absolute dread. I'm doing it from a place of like, man, this is what I'm feeling and I'm going to honor the shit out of this right now because I'm pissed. But how amazing, whatever this challenge is, whatever this experience is, whatever this breakthrough is, that I get to go through this. Man, I'm buckling up. I'm here for it. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm in it. Let's do this. 
And so I want to leave you with one more story about this awakening. And hopefully this helps you to really find a deeper resonance in challenging your own belief systems about you, about a higher power, about your life, and the true value and importance of it. So two months ago now, I'd say that's even a long shot. It's probably a little bit sooner. We'll say because I said it. Two months ago. (laughs) We'll go with that. Phil had finally come to the point in his life where he had pursued woodworking and taken up other projects and, you know, had his outbursts of anger and his trauma come through and sadness and depression and having the time and the space to finally navigate and deal and face whatever it was that was holding him back and keeping him stuck and um, holding him in this space of just absolute pity and shame and guilt for everything he had gone through. And it started with us finding uh Jordan B. Peter, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who is a social psychologist and scientist. Because at this point, after having gone down all the rabbit holes and having had all the discussions and even arguments about you shouldn't take the vax because it's literally an experiment that even the companies itself call uh, uh, technological medicine, and they talk about it being in trial phases as well. And when you look outside of the media, people are dying left, right, and center far more and vastly from this shot than the actual thing that it's supposed to protect you from, plus none of the regulations line up, plus none of the rules line up, plus it's just an absolute farce. So, in my unprofessional but professional opinion, do yourself a favor. You don't need the shot. Go roll in some mud and eat some, you know, grass and you'd be a lot better off building your own immune system. Okay, that's my plug. (laughs) And that is probably going to trigger someone. But you know what? If that saves a life for you to actually be able to be mad enough to be like, fuck this girl Riley and what she said about this. And you decide to go and look into what real people are sharing about their real life experiences, then I did my job. Okay, moving forward. Anyways, <laughs> so we found Dr. Jordan Peterson because we wanted to find an analytical way to look at the world differently, where it's not all this divide. And, and I hold a higher perspective either way because of the work that I do. And it's just what I've trained my mind and my body and my spirit to look for. Now, that doesn't mean I get don't get put into you know the third dimensional division of the things happening. But I can also um, relatively quickly pull myself out of that too and, and tune back into Uh, my balanced frequency that I cultivate and create. So we started finding Dr. Jordan Peterson and he was just talking about different experiments, social experiments, and and his whole thing started with him speaking out against Bill C-16, which in Canada was to basically regulate speech, which we are a country of free speech. That's what democracy allows. And so it was interesting because at this point, and this is probably about mid 2020 when we first found him um we had i had literally no idea about how governments actually work until the government started to infringe on everybody's lives and all of this became like a global takeover and so then i really decided to educate myself because i was like man there's a lot of things i don't know and if i'm going to speak and even be able to hold space for people this is something that i need to know so self-education will always be way more relevant and beneficial to you Anyways, I digress. So we find Dr. Jordan Peterson. He then ends up putting out a series on the the Bible and where he uh, 
uh, intellectualizes and analyzes it from a logical perspective of, you know, his phenomenons and his findings and, you know, the depths of the stories and how we truly don't take the Bible serious enough. And not from the condemnation that it portrays through the churches and through mainstream religion, but in its actual phenomenon, how it talks about whether, you know, different people in the Bible murder and sacrifice and sin and lie and adultery and all these different things that, you know, morally we're not supposed to do in life, but how under the grace of Jesus Christ, you are always forgiven. If you continue every day to wake up, to worship him, to read his word, to, you know, abide by worshiping him and doing unto others as you would do to yourself, be kind to your neighbor, that that's it. It's all you got to do. And so he goes through experiencing this and him, Jordan Peterson, also having, you know, some really life traumatic experiences with his wife being diagnosed with a critical cancer that she ended up having a miraculous recovery and him finding himself in this um, overwhelming sensation of pain, which I can already see psychically that his surrender is going to be to fully give himself to Jesus. And that's where his pain and relief is going to come from, which is very difficult for someone who's very analytical and has been their whole life. And so it was really interesting watching him trying to conceptualize a phenomenon. Like this is the Bible is where energy phenomena and science really intersect and cross over to where it, it literally just cannot be explained. The fact that it's, surpassed kingdoms and it's made its way through society this long and it's studied and it's preached and it's valued and it's followed and, and to its degree and, and just how that's transpired over lifetimes. And so for Phil, this is really encapsulating for him because it gave him this sensation that there is actually an option for him to give up to God, just like when he was saved, um, after his fourth surgery, not only having died and had this experience where he went to a, an abandoned parking, parking lot, his spirit, like his physical body was pronounced biologically dead and his spirit went to this abandoned parking lot and he saw a woman came and sat beside him and he knew that it was God and she basically said without saying to him, I come as you need me, not as you want me. And he was in that moment presented with the opportunity to go with God or to come back into his life. And when he came, chose to come back into his life, he woke up to his chest having been freshly sewn together, blown wide open. He can see his ribs cracking. He's, his blood is everywhere. He's getting chest compressions and he's like in this fight or flight mode now because he has no idea what to do with himself. Like the trauma alone from that experience. And on top of that, shortly after, plus, you know, all the other miracles of their kids, um, shortly after his fourth surgery, ending up a week later with an infection where they attached um, radioisotopes to his white blood cells and chased it or traced it through his body to a point where he was getting prepared for a fifth surgery that he knew he wouldn't make it up, make it out of. And he, you know, after one night when we had all left, he decided to basically drop to his knees and say, God, either take me or leave me because I don't have it in me anymore. And he was cold and shivering and soaking through his bed sheets because of how much he was sweating from all the drugs he was on. And he left the room. And when he came back in from the nurses changing his bed, his phone was lit up and it was to a song called Danny Goki, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, which basically goes through a pastor 
um, witnessing a heart surgery and, and the surgeon does something so uncommon where when the woman's heart he's operating on doesn't start beating, he gets down and he prays and he tells her to, um, to like, your heart is fixed. You can, your heart can beat again. And Phil broke down crying, ended up passing out, falling asleep, and 40 minutes later woke up completely healed, warm for the first time in a long time. And the doctors came in the next day after, you know, every eight hours they'd draw blood from him, said, I don't know what to tell you, but it's a miracle. There's no infection on your valve anymore. So him finding Dr. Jordan Peterson, finding that there's hope in this experience and that there is an out for him in, in living life and being okay and then coming back to what he experienced himself then led him to finding, uh, I don't even know if you'd call him a pastor, but a man named Todd White who goes around and literally just loves Jesus, talks about Jesus, prays for people in the name of Jesus, and heals people in the name of Jesus. And Phil broke down. He finally accepted his experience for what it was, and he let Jesus into his heart, and he found, he was loved, he was seen, he was validated, he wasn't worried anymore about if he was going to live, if he was going to die, if he was going to be okay, his survival guilt and, you know, all the pain and the trauma that he faced. And it was like overnight, it was, it, I had a hard time even conceptualizing what was happening because I had known him to be in pain and suffering for two and a half years of our marriage. And then all of a sudden one day he's fine. He took hundreds of dollars of pot and threw it out. He was happy. He was alive white came back into his eyes he his skin started to glow like it was outrageous to me and it really challenged me to look into well what the heck do I believe like who am I speaking to when I'm communicating and I use universe for the most part but I use it because for this long I've wanted to be relevant I had this unconscious belief that I would be judged for speaking about Jesus or God for that matter. And I thought, well, how many people am I going to trigger and, and, you know, provoke with saying those things? And then Phil's ex-wife came over because we're good friends. And she's like, you know, she believes in Jesus. Her mom's always talked about Jesus. They never went to church, but her mom's always just connected. She's also a medium and a spiritual woman. And Chantal was like, oh, like my shoulder's, you know, been bothering me. And, you know, Phil had told her his experience, this awakening. And she was like, can you help me? And so he put his hands on her shoulder and he, you know, prayed for her and healed in the name of Jesus. And the next day she messaged him saying, you know, this is so unusual to me. I've dealt with this pain pretty much my entire life. And I'm waking up in the middle of the night, but it's gone. Like I'm not waking up because of pain. I'm waking up because it's gone. And now I'm just used to waking up. And that's why I woke up. And to me, I was like, what is happening here? Where am I allowing myself to fall short of a greater experience? Because if you think about Jesus logically, Jesus is an ascended master. When you work in this in spiritual communities and, and for self-development, you work with ascended masters, whether that's Mother Mary, whether that's, you know, goddesses or angels, which is warriors of God. And then when it comes to actually working with God and actually working with Jesus, it's all of a sudden this like, oh, man can't go there. That's like, why? What are you actually avoiding? Because Jesus is the embodiment of everlasting love. That 
essentially regardless of what you do, as long as you worship him and you read his word through the Bible and you do unto others as you would yourself, there's an eternal love for you. There, that, that's it. That's, that's the story. So whatever you've done in the past, wake up, worship Jesus, read a couple pages of the Bible, learn about his experience and who he was and how he helps you, and, you know, be nice to other people. Tell people about Jesus and your great experience. That's it. That's good news. And for me, I had such a hard time because I was like, oh, Jesus, ooh, I don't know. Like, that's, don't want to step on any toes. And it's like, Matt, where am I hiding away from love? Like, truly. Because Jesus is just the energy of love. That's what God is, too. If we're praying to the universe, if we're asking the universe, well, why not go to the man who created the universe? Because there's not just one universe, there's multitudes of universe. The universe is multifaceted. That's why we can create higher timelines and, you know, different experiences and infinite possibilities. It's because of an energy outside of space and time. God, Jesus, and Jesus is just the embodiment of God in the flesh. So when we turn away from that belief system, when we turn away from essentially what is everlasting love, where are we allowing ourselves to fall short? And to me, it was a really powerful experience because then I even, you know, went into my communities. And um, if you followed me on Instagram or my Facebook communities, I've opened up some conversations about this. And I can see where people are super hesitant and even holding space for some of my clients and bringing up and their hesitancy. I'm like, why are we so hesitant to just actually open our hearts up to everlasting love in which the title is Jesus? Like, why is that so difficult for people? And then you sit and you think about it and it's like, well, people can't get past, well, I'm not a sinner. Well, okay. Yeah, you fucking are. You've lied. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Like, I've lied. You've lied. You know, I've cheated on someone before in my life and I don't wear that as a badge of honor or pride, but because I've made peace with it where it's like, I know the harm that it did, but I've also made peace with the fact that I can't change that. I've, you know, been honest about it. I've opened up about it. There's been some form of repair at the time around it. And I'm not going to continue to carry the guilt and shame around it because where is that helping me? Where is that serving me? If anything, that's holding on an anchor of, of you know, a lower vibrational frequency in my body. So that's not going to help me with holding space for clients and, you know, and so on and so forth. Like, so Phil going through this experience and finding Jesus and even to his degree of what he's experienced, I haven't even allowed that into my energy to the fullest because I can feel the emotional weight that it bears on my soul when I think of um, allowing a love so profound into my body where it overtakes you. There's nothing else but it. It's so freeing. It's so elevating. And so... This triggered a whole new awakening for me because now when I go to speak about utilizing angels for healing, which I still do, um, or I, I want to, you know, bridge people into the higher state of consciousness, when it comes to my clients and even just people I connect with in the DMs, having the, this monkey mind, I could see how much more profound and accelerated my entire experience would have been over the last five years if I had, you know, Jesus in my back pocket, the way that I now am realizing and welcoming and, and seeing and accepting in my life now. Because my ability to heal people's energy through conscious Reiki sessions is 
the feedback is out of this world. In the way I show up, in the way that I teach, it's out of this world in the relatability, in the processing, in my um, posts, in my messages, in my emails. It's inspiring. It's There's no, like, there's no have to do's anymore. It's like, man, I get to do this. And, and not just trying to convince myself into a belief, but I wake up and I thank Jesus for the day because it's a miracle in of itself that you wake up the next day, right? How many times, and maybe you even know someone who just like passed, passed away in their sleep. And so to wake up the next day is a miracle. So why aren't we thankful for that? And it's that attitude of gratitude that I instilled in the past allowed me to really create a catalyst in this experience. And I'm not trying to say, you know, I am trying to say it, let's be honest, like, give it up to Jesus. This isn't a religious thing. This is a relationship thing. Because what I've seen in my husband and his, he's pain free. He's probably lost 12 pounds. He doesn't have mind drama anymore. He is so patient with our kids. He's not in a traumatic response when someone says something. He's so loving. He pays for people's bills when he's out just because, and that money comes back to him immediately. Immediately. He paid for someone's bill the other day at the hardware store, and then he went to go and purchase the rest of the things that we needed at the uh, uh, Walmart for the trailer, and he had the entire thing covered in a discount that he ended up getting or saving on the products. So it's like he's not even getting put out. It is fascinating. It's so fascinating. And for me, my heart is so open. It's so releasing. It's so relieving. And I feel so supported. I don't feel like I'm doing this alone anymore. Now, logically, I have, you know, my husband and I have a beautiful community and network of friends and mentors and coaches that I work with. But it's like bigger than that. And it's not even requiring any more effort from me. It's just actually admitting that there's something greater than me and I don't need to be in this space of ego thinking I got to do this alone. I sleep better. I've lost a few pounds because I'm genuinely just eating to fuel my body. I don't have this mind drama of wanting to snack all day like I used to to try and pick up my energy or drinking buckets of coffee. Like I'm drinking way more water, hardly any coffee. And I'm actually just like selecting foods that my body wants instead of being like, oh, I got 20 minutes, I'm going to eat. Got to get a granola bar. No, I'm like, I'm going to just grab a head of broccoli like, and eat that. I don't need the dips anymore that I used to use because I love my things to taste a certain way. <laughs> but I don't have that anymore. It's a miracle. So as you're going through your own awakening, as you're going through your own experience, as you're trying to figure out where you reside in your life in this world, give it up to God. Because I will promise you, I will put my entire credibility, business, brand, mission, method, all of it, which is really a part of my mission anyways, on the line and say, if you want to heal yourself, if you want to get over your own self, your own ego, your own limitations, your own blocks... Give it up to God. What do you have to lose? Seriously, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose believing in God? This was something that Phil questioned me in the beginning with because I was like, oh, I don't know about that. 
I don't know about that Jesus guy you're talking about, and clearly I'm watching you in real time have, like, miraculous experiences with. I don't know about that. He said, what do you have to lose? You lose a few clients? Some people leave your audience? Are you happier? Do you show up better when you're happier? Do you make bigger decisions when you're happier? Do you feel more supported when you're happier? What do you have to lose? And that's where it really hit me. I was like, well, nothing. Because in joy and in love and in happiness, you're naturally in this state of attraction. We literally manifested the property of our dreams within this exact same time frame of him finding this connection to Jesus. Like an office. I have my own office now. We're going to build our house now. I've made more money in the last three weeks just because of like showing up at a service and I don't have drama around selling. Oh, I'm selling too much or, you know, shouldn't or oh, I got to give and I'm giving and I'm selling and I'm being and I'm happy and there's no drama anymore. So what do you have to lose? Happiness? Because that ain't all that bad. Being a good person? That's not a bad thing either. You probably already are. So why not amplify that? So I wanted to share this experience with you because not only is it just so profound in in its essence, but also if we're connecting for the first time or have over a shorter period of time, really painting the picture of how things that are so traumatic in the beginning actually end up leading to something so much greater and more profound if you are willing. Give it up to God. Let your ego come with you. Your ego is just there protecting you. It's not this negative thing in the spiritual community that people say, "Eh, you gotta shun your ego. No man, bring it with you. Because it's also there to help you when you shouldn't make a decision. Just as much as your intuition is there. Because then it'll make you pause and slow down and really think about it and decide. And then on top of that, the everlasting energy of Jesus and God, love in your life, it's like, I'm saved. I got this. I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill next week, but I got this. I don't know how I'm going to figure out this conversation with this person, but I got this. I got God on my side. He's going to help me because I'm equally showing up in action. I'm equally showing up in my practice. I'm equally, you know, even in the midst where my kids trigger me to the point where I'm like, what the fuck? I'm calming down and I'm apologizing and I'm praying and then we got this. And nobody's perfect. So why not just allow yourself to not be perfect and be imperfectly perfect, right? Believe it or not, it's really that simple. So I'm going to leave you with that. This was a big reflection today and um, I'd really love to hear from you what you resonated with And yeah, until next week. All right, you know what's true. Don't forget to find the magic in today. Hey, before you go, I wanted to take a moment to just thank you so much for tuning in with me each and every week. 
If you weren't already aware, new episodes drop on Mondays. If you could please be so kind as to screenshot this episode, tag me on Instagram at Riley June with your biggest takeaway, or if you know someone who could really use the insight and guidance provided to you in this session today, I would love for you to go ahead and share this directly to them. I look forward to continuing to bring you insight, guidance, and self-mastery activation tools that you can implement into your life now to truly evolve and become the divine expander that you are. All right, I cannot wait to chat with you soon. And remember, don't forget to go and find the magic in today.